Hey everybody, welcome to Season 2, Episode 14 of the Golf Life Alberta Podcast. I am your host, Leah Snethen, here with my co-host, Ryan O'Neill. Neither knows, how is it going? Leah, happy one day after Mother's Day to you. Well, thank you so much. That was a very adorable uh, article that you wrote about Lana on the weekend. I'm sure she was very proud. Yes, I'm embarrassed. I, I told my mother I loved her on the internet. <laughs> That's not embarrassing. I'm sure she is just beaming with pride now. So, like, I think I didn't do this on purpose, but, like, I'm not a card guy. But, I mean, even on Mother's Day, I feel you should be giving your mother a card. And I just, I don't know, I'm not going to really write anything in the card other than Happy Mother's Day, Mother, Love, Ryan. Um, so this is maybe a nice little spin that I put on giving a card on Mother's Day. Um, and, yeah, she she really liked it. So uh, you know what? I guess it was a great success. <laughs> I told both my boys I would rather get something you know, a letter even, or like, even if it's just like three sentences, I would rather get something written by them from the heart, something that mm-hmm. they mean, than to have them go to a store and purchase something that Hallmark wrote. So 100%, she totally appreciated that more than any card ever would have said. So you did get the brownie points. I don't know. I don't know if you're still the favorite child or not, but your poor sister. I never wasn't the favorite child. Let's be real. <laughs> okay. Whatever you say. We're going to have to get your sister on the podcast one of these days. She, funny thing about my sister, uh, this past weekend, we went to uh, our buddy, our good friend, Alex's birthday uh, party. He set up a little best ball tournament at the local Kinsman Pitch and Putt. Uh, and I didn't even get an invite. That's, that's on me. That's not on me. That's you talk to Alex about that later, but um, (laughs) uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. It was very warm. Um, I like going to pitch and pro once a year, just to kind of go for a nice easy walk. And it's a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, my sister who hasn't actually played golf probably since she was eight made an appearance and I mean, she's got a nasty temper sometimes, but she, uh, she did really well. (laughs) And, and of course, like, the the statement was oh she's got O'Neill blood in her she's got that golf gene going for her but she uh, she just won't get on the golf course so we're we have to find a way to get her on the golf course and maybe there's some creative way that we can do it through through the Golf Life Alberta maybe some connections that you have we can get her you know hooked up with a cute teacher or something like that and and get her a little more excited about golf well I believe the <laughs> The one time that we came out to see you, uh, well, we didn't go out specifically to see you, but we ended up hanging out with you and your sister ended up at the same restaurant as us. And Mm -hmm. I believe Alex was saying that she was like the twin version of you, like the female twin of you. I mean, we don't see it. um, But that's, I mean, that's not the first time that we've heard that. So um, (laughs) Yeah, she, but I think, yeah, it differs in her, uh, yeah, she's got a little bit more of a temper than I do. So that's, that's one way that we're definitely not the same. Nah, that happens. Girls are hormonal. Yeah, you said it, I didn't, and that's all, (laughs) that's where we're going to leave it. Uh, I'm not going to say anything further about this. (laughs) You know what, my son just, uh, well, I forgot. Yeah, I was real happy about that one. But anyways, forgot his Mother's Day card Friday when he left school. So 
I just got mine and we're recording this on Monday. So I just got mine today and he wrote me a poem that he was apparently rushed to write. And uh, you want to know what the first line is? Uh, I would love to know what the first line is. Ty's what? 11 years old? Yes. 11. He's 11. Okay. Yep. And um, we originally said that we were going to start recording what an hour ago and mm-hmm. We just got on. So yeah, you'll appreciate this. It goes, my mother is great, even though she's always late. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. That's all it says. There's more, but it was like, happy Mother's Day, even if you throw me in a bale of hay. I don't know. It was just... (laughs) We can work on that creative stuff later, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. He was grasping, so... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mother's Day, uh, the Byron Nelson on the PGA Tour, that typically happens, I guess, kind of on this weekend, right? Well, well, it used to be the players, right? Um, yeah. Because everyone would finish right. on that Sunday with their, with their pink on. But uh, I mean, that, that hasn't changed. They were still repping the pink on Sunday at the Byron Nelson. But yeah, that used to be the player spot. And with this new schedule, things got a little shifted around. So we had a f- another first-time winner. I-, I actually meant to count how many first-time winners we have so far this season. Do you know that I, number off the top of your not, head? Not off the top of my head. I'm sure we could quickly check on our interwebs here. But uh, Sung Kang, um, 23 under, is our winner uh, uh, at the Byron Nelson Classic, played at Trinity Forest. Um, he won by two strokes after, after uh, over Scott Piercy and Brooks Kepka. Um, Brooks, obviously one of the notables in the field, but um, yeah, I actually watched a bit of the replay from about holes, I'll say eight to I'll say 15. And <laughs> the biggest takeaway that I got was just the recoil that guy had on his driver. Almost every single hole I thought was, was pretty fun to watch. Um, do you remember the controversy that he was a part of last year? It was something about a drop, right? I can't remember who called it on him, but it didn't end up, you know, going through or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Joel da- Dahman or da- whatever. Yeah. Damon. I, yeah. Yeah. Damon, something like that. Yeah. Was contention. What a couple, a couple weeks ago or last weekend, whenever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the, you know, it was a dog leg left and he kind of pulled it into the dog leg and tried to say that it hooked in, but everyone else saw a complete block shot and he actually crossed the hazard line back almost where he hit his second shot from. And he was trying to say that he was pin high and yeah, essentially who was he playing with that day? Um, was it Joel? No, I can't. I, well, I, I, the, the fact that you bring it up, I saw a tweet on it right after Sun King won about, uh, I think, yeah, it was Joel. He said, I argued till I was blue in the face and it didn't pan out. Um, I think it was actually Sun King cheated. I argued till I was blue in the face and nothing happened. So I think it was Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was hard for me to be excited for him because I don't like when, you know, especially from the perspective of, you know, that rules official that got called in, he wasn't there mm-hmm. to see the shot and he was only able to kind of interview everyone. And yeah. I don't like when someone tries to pull the wool over my eyes and I lose respect and trust. And mm-hmm. that was kind of, I 
had a sour feeling, I guess, yesterday with his win. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I mean, big, big, big moment for him on tour. Um, yes. And, you know, you always remember your first, I guess. Um, some other notables in the field. Uh, Spieth, minus 11, tied for 20, 29th. Uh, Brooks, as we mentioned earlier, tied for second. I think this tournament I was listening to a couple other podcasts before we got on here and they're saying that this tournament can be uh, a big sort of, well, it can be bigger, I guess, um, than what the field kind of suggests and that more players will start to maybe come out and play. Um, but uh, that's all I really had for notable other notable golfers that were, that were in it other than uh, my man, Tony Romo, former NFL quarterback, uh, now in the broadcast booth for CBS, kind of um, is, I don't know, gone on, gone on a bit of a tear with his new, new career. Everyone loves him. But former Dallas Cowboy, and we don't really talk about other sports on this podcast a lot, but I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan for everyone else that's listening. So uh, I always have a bit of a soft spot when Tony's in the field at a tour event or a web event. Um, and as an amateur, you know what? He didn't even finish last place. So I think there, Tony can take some solace in that. Yeah, and he's a hell of a golfer. Watching him at the uh, AT&T at Pebble Beach, I mean, he was he not the one that hit that shot off the patio? Yeah, he totally yes, was. Yeah, was I mean, yeah. just unreal. What are your thoughts on the sponsor's exemption for amateurs or, you know, guys that really don't have a chance of making the cut. What are your thoughts on that? Just quickly. Well, I think that Tony did have a chance to make the cut. He was actually under par after like the first, I don't know, four holes or something like that. He birdied number one on the first day. So his scorecard looked really good when I started watching on Thursday. Um, he is a really good golfer and sponsor exemptions happen for amateurs all the time. But, you know, usually it's, it's not these famous athletes, but it's, uh, you know, maybe one of the best ranked amateur golfers in the country or what have you. I mean, they get to do what they want with their exemptions. And as long as it's not a total joke, like me, um, <laughs> then I don't see an issue with it. Yeah, I totally agree. We're on the same page here. Um, if it brings out a couple more fans, I saw a couple guys wearing their Tony Romo jerseys out on the course. Um, so there I was a fan of that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, we're on the same page here. I, I, it, use your exemptions however the heck you want. Yep. Uh, in the LPGA, we are still on a break in the schedule. Yeah, which I found a little bit weird. Um, last week and this week, there there's no golf to be played. Um and then I think the, the U.S. Open for the ladies actually sneaks up here pretty soon. So we might have to showcase that one a little bit once, once the time comes. Have you recruited anyone to the Corda Boys yet? No, I haven't really pushed the uh, Corda Boys um, uh, fan club yet. But I think the U.S. Open would be a good place to do because that's where my initial sort of uh, public devotion to, uh, you to mean Jessica. Your jinx. <laughs> we're, we're, you know what tomato tomato uh we'll move on uh from last year's kind of you know jinx if you want to call it and <laughs> she's going to come through in a big way this year and the quarter boys are going to be there to support her all the way through it all right uh the region's tradition on the champions tour was also this past weekend familiar name winning that one 
Yeah, Steve Strix, um, Ryder Cup captain uh, in uh, in a couple years. So that'd be not that I think the Champions Tour has a lot of weight towards um, uh, Ryder Cup standings, and and but I think hey, maybe Steve's good enough to be a playing captain as well, considering Tiger's trying to do that at this year's Presidents Cup. Oh yeah, good point. And uh, what about on the European Tour? Uh, so it's the British Masters, and I'm going to ask you a question after about the British Masters, but it was hosted by Tommy Fleetwood at Hillside Golf Links, um, was won by Marcus Kinholt. I'm hoping uh, I'm saying that right. This has been the second week in a row on a European tour where a Scandinavian man has won, and I have a tough time saying their last names. Um, but in, uh, And it was I, I don't know if it was his first win, but I saw a tweet that broke down his like last eight starts and like he had one top I'm gonna say like 50 and then the rest were missed cuts and then he just comes out of nowhere and wins this week so good to yeah. good to Marcus um very weird just the way the the, the game of golf works but um uh, some honorable mentions to Matt Wallace and Eddie Pepperell who finished in tie for second Eddie kind of had a bit of a coming out party last year winning the British Masters um, that's kind of when everyone sort of Found out how funny he was on Twitter, and and um, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Eddie and Matt actually a little later. But uh, I wanted to ask you because I'm not a hundred percent sure how this works. But what are your thoughts about uh, a PGA Tour event selecting a host and picking the venue for a golf tournament? Because I think that's pretty cool. Now, what is what exactly does it mean to be the host? So I was searching the internet and i guess the british masters has recently tried to re-elevate itself on the european tour schedule to try and be more of a um you know one of those marquee events on on the schedule and they've attached a name so like a you know a former winner or a big name over on the european tour we've had hosts like justin rose and lee westwood and ian poulter host this tournament before um so that and then the host gets to pick the golf course that they play at but then they also get to tie in sort of a a charitable organization that um uh that you know obviously benefits from from the tournament in some capacity as well i'm not too sure exactly what that looks like but um tommy fleetwood was the host this week and he picked hillside golf links which i'm not too sure if that's his home club or just uh, a golf course that has you know some history uh, over there i'm not too sure but uh, yeah what are your thoughts I'm not sure if I have any, mainly because I don't completely understand the whole concept. But, like, if Tiger was to, like, you know, the PGA Tour is going to say, all right, we have this week that's, let's just pick a rent. Let's say the Byron Nelson, for whatever reason, they have a host, and Tiger's the first host, and he's like, yeah, let's play it at my my Blue Jack National course. Like, I, I don't know. Do you think that's a cool idea or just meh about the whole thing? Kind of meh. Um, okay. I mean, when it's hosted by somebody like Arnold Palmer or Jack Nicholas, then, well, and Tiger Woods is going to have his own invitational. I guess that's maybe a little different story. Tommy mm-hmm. Fleetwood, um, as, as much as I love his hair, is kind of meh. Like, he's not on that level. You know what I mean? So no, of course not. I feel I, kind it... of meh about the fact that he's hosting. It's kind of like, eh. Who cares? Like, I know it's just an honorary host type of deal. And, yeah. and maybe you're right. It wouldn't necessarily fit sort of the, maybe the caliber that uh, the PGA tour is expecting when attaching a name to a golf course. But again, I think it's just the European doer doing something kind of clever and, and fun and maybe trying to generate some interest about their, their golf over there. 
Well, uh, I'll quickly relate this back to, and maybe I, this is how I can rename the event, but uh, Prita Screens, uh, we can say is hosted by Tom Gramblicka, uh, mm-hmm. because technically he is hosting us. Um, mm-hmm. The way that it works, because they're a private course, he is the member there, and he is literally hosting all of us like I pay his member account actually <laughs> at the end of that day. So okay. on, you know, maybe, maybe Hillside golf links is Tommy's home course, which would make a lot more sense to me. Right. Um, but yeah. Okay. This is giving me a bit of an idea on, on the whole Pritis and Tom Graham Blicka concept who uh, actually funny enough, Tom is over in uh somewhere in the UK right now. I've heard. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I'm just thinking if I were to ever host an AGT event, we'd be playing at the Broadmoor and that'd be a wonderful host for all of you guys. And actually, uh, uh, one of our Twitter listeners, Jason, I don't even, his Twitter, his Twitter handle, I think is just Jason P Y Y C, but he mm-hmm. tweeted you that because you talk about Broadmoor so much on the podcast that he went to go play it. He's from Calgary and mm-hmm had to go and check it out and really like the layout. So yeah. yeah. If anyone else from Calgary wants to come play the broad, uh, let's go play. Well, I feel like I have to come and play it now. You have to play the broad and you have to play the quarry. So I know I can't believe I haven't played the quarry. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever, whenever you're venturing out to Sherwood park, we got some golfing to do. All right. Deal. So Ryan, you said that you were going to talk a little bit about Eddie and Matt. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah, so um, welcome to our In the Social Media quick section here. Just everything, um, well, some things that you and I have found interesting over the past week. And I did uh, mention about Eddie Pepperell and Matt Wallace. They, I've retweeted this video on, uh, on Twitter, and I'll probably have to share it on Facebook as well. It's 10 minutes long. It's a, it's, uh, you got to you know power through it a little bit, but it's a prank. Like Eddie Pepperell pulls on Matt Wallace. He was... Um, he set up kind of like a fake media day for uh, him, for Matt being a former winner of the BMW Invitational Open. And it's, it's good stuff. It's, it's once again, it's the European tour, their quote unquote content committee going to work and, and giving us something, you know, a little different when it comes to golf and, and, and social media. And it was, it was well worth the 10 minutes. So I highly recommend everyone to uh, go visit, you know, uh, our, our Twitter or, or the European tours Twitter to check out that video. It was really good. Nice. And that's on that you retweeted that on Golf Life Alberta? I did, yes. Excellent. Anything else? Sticking with kind of the European tour. And again, we mentioned that Tommy Fleetwood was the host of the British Masters, but there was a lot of videos over the week about Tommy and just he's just a great guy, first of all. Um, but there were two very, very cute videos and um uh, both were uh, little Tommy Fleetwood fans uh, that it, were meeting him for the first time. They got some autographs. And I guess one of the fans in years previous after Tommy hit a tee shot, just yelled out, good shot, Tommy Fleetwood. And, and the whole crowd kind of burst out laughing. And so Tommy this year, I think met up with him and it was just, again, very cute. And I, you know what, there might not be anything cuter than uh, a British accent with a toddler. 
it's it's that's true uh, yes yeah it was very cute it was very funny and then yeah so i'll have to post those those videos again but i uh yeah i little soft spot there for for tommy um and and interacting with the fans and it, it just came across so genuine too so uh, big ups to tommy for that yeah absolutely um now myself i don't know if you saw this i think this was on thursday or friday it got posted uh, I totally forget by who I was trying to find the tweet and I can't find it now, but the RBC Canadian open. So as we know, we've had a few more major people commit to it this year because of the date changes. And so the first round of hospitality tents sells out. They add more sells out again. They add more and it sells out again. So this is helping our open in a big way. And I think that that is so awesome. Let's just go through the list here quickly. I, I'm just quickly on the RBC uh, we, uh, website and I'll go through the Canadians first. Corey Connors, first time winner this year. Uh, Adam Hadwin, David Hearn, Mackenzie Hughes, Ben Silverman, uh, Adam Svensson, Nick Taylor, and, and Ben Silverman. Like those are some pretty half decent names coming out of Canada. And then, uh, it's Rory's first year here, and I mean, any chance to get Rory, especially up in Canada, that's a big draw. We got Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Matt Kuchar, Bubba Watson. Um, yeah, big names are coming out to uh, to Hamilton for the RBC. It's awesome, and actually, yeah, last I think it was last week, uh, Corey Connor spent some time uh, in Hamilton at at the Hamilton Golf and Country Club, actually doing some a little media blitz too uh, on social media. So that was awesome to see him kind of pump up the open a little bit more as well. Yeah. Um, again, I, I, like, I think I have said in previous years, I, I think I actually even wrote my article last year on the RBC Open. Uh, I was kind of not impressed by how we just kind of sold our national open as uh, – I, I don't know how to properly word this, but they have that whole, the rink or whatever they called it. And it was hockey themed. And I was like, kind of upset about that. Cause it seems like, you know, anyone thinks about Canada and it's just, Oh, hockey players. haha. So let's just tie that into, um, you know, golf. And I, I just didn't see any sort of relation there. And I thought it was a bit of a stretch to kind of, and you were really upset fans. that DJ was wearing an well, Oilers jersey too. That's that's a yes, that is a little, <laughs> kind of a separate issue. Uh, but <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so I I think it's just we need sort of the tournament to speak for itself, and I think with the big names coming out, that'll definitely help. And then today I saw a picture of uh, the PGA Tour actually posted uh, Brooks Kepka's stock yardages. Did you see that? I did see that. Um, and how do you stack up? Ugh, well, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not even close. Like the one thing that I noticed from that picture is that he just has one yardage for his driver and it's just insane. Um, so yeah, no, I, I don't even come close to Brooks uh, in many uh, other ways, not just on how far I hit my clubs, but I, I do not stack up well against Brooksy. Um, his, his stock seven iron is a pretty good drive for me. Does that count? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the guy's a freak. And now we have chip shots brought to you by Callaway golf. Okay. So this is, might be the craziest local story. Uh, I'm trying to get a hold of Wes and hopefully 
Uh, by the time I've got this edited, I've got an interview done with him. And if not, we'll get him on next week. But listen to this. So he made it through qualifying for the Canadian Open and the U.S. Open. Like, Wes is a very good golfer. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to have to ask him how many, because I know that he won at least a couple of times on the Canadian Tour back when it was called the Canadian Tour. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so we'll have to kind of pry about his past there. But now he has a huge problem because the next stage for both these qualifiers happen on the same day. So he has to choose between the Canadian Open and the U.S. Open now. I, so obviously we're going to ask him in this interview why he made his decisions and, and you know his motivations for doing one over the other. However, I just don't know how that can possibly be a thing. Um, just it's PGA two, yeah, it's very unfortunate. I, maybe it's just like they're not, they're one's USGA, you know, sort of organized and the other is, you know, PGA tour, but I just feel like, uh, that shouldn't be a thing for some reason, but I, I'm not too sure how it works. That's just my initial feeling about it. But, um, we're going to wish Wes all the best either way. I mean, that we'd love to see him go as far as he can. And just in case we don't get the interview, um, uh, I guess we can um, give away the, the, the surprise, I guess. Uh, Wes chose Pebble Beach. Which, I mean, can you blame the dude? Pebble? <laughs> no, definitely not. Also, Canadian Richard Jung wins the Beijing Championship with a score of 19 under. He was actually the 2010 Canadian Junior Boys Champion, and uh, that event is on the PGA Tour China Series. Wow, that's... <laughs> I, I obviously am not a huge golf nut, but the fact that you even knew that that happened is is awesome, and congrats to Richard. And the AGT season is almost getting underway. Usually the weekend after May Long, uh, we go to Stewart Creek for the season opening major. However, uh, we had to push things a week this year because we were snowed out for President's Cup last year, unfortunately. Uh, only event we've ever had to cancel. So we've got our 2018 President's Cup uh, next weekend already at Pheasant Back. So those top 32 players uh, are going to be gearing up for the team match play event. And then that following weekend on June 1st and 2nd, we will be back out at Stewart Creek uh, for that seasoning, season opening major. And next week we will also have an interview from head professional Chris Schatzman from Stewart Creek to kind of let us know how the course is shaping up for the season. I've heard some great things on social already about Stewart Creek, but I'm going to have to pick uh, or like, you know, get into Chris's mind here a little bit on how I should have properly played a couple holes last year. Cause uh, maybe that can help our, our 2019 Stewart Creekers this year. Cause right. yeah, <laughs> I had a couple incidents that I'm not too proud of. <laughs> Which ones? Now I'm curious. Uh, day two, when I actually played better, I had quite the round going. Um, hole, hole 17 is a short little par three. I ended up making a double bogey on. And then the par four before that, which is like a 400 and however long monster from those back tees, I made, I think, a triple. So I went I went five over in two holes. Ooh. Um, like... 
I'm just, still happy with just the 81. Just play better, but, I think, is all Chris would say. Well, yeah, that too. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I got really no response for just play better. I mean, I should have played better. But, just, yeah. be, just be better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and speaking of May Long, you and I are heading out to on our own golf trips this coming first up. One's of the se- first one of the season for me. Yeah. Second one for me. And we're visiting three of Alberta's premier mountain courses, and I'm pretty excited for it. So what's your itinerary look like? So I, Friday, uh, we're driving down, and we're going to play Coyote Creek in Sundry. Oh, you chose um, Coyote Creek. I was curious yep. what the Friday round ended up being. So maybe I can give a bit of a preview for the uh, AGT championship, um, how things are shaping up, and again, maybe tell you guys where not to hit it, because I guarantee I'll be in those places. That Okay, um, listen, that course is as wide open as it gets, so... Oh, uh, now, now I'm expected to play it well, because you said that, Leah, you just... <laughs> undermine me um anyway so and then saturday we're playing a twilight round at bat springs and uh sunday we're going to play first thing in the morning at uh, jasper that's gonna be a really scenic drive for you so down down highway two then i guess and then across at olds to sundry what's, so what's we're sta- oh. we're, yeah we're, we're staying in calgary the friday night we're gonna we're gonna get a little turnt as the kids would say um before we make the drive out to banff um Saturday afternoon, morning, whenever we decide to not be hungover. And uh, and then, yeah, Banff to Jasper after our round um, Saturday. And then uh, Jasper will be, yeah, the Yellowhead home pretty much. God, okay, so wait. You're playing a Twilight round Saturday and driving to Jasper after you play? Yes. Oh, to be young again. <laughs> well and and then like you said it's supposed to be a really scenic drive i've never actually taken that highway so um it's gonna be dark by the time you do it yeah i'll have to i don't know make the most of whatever light we have left as we're leaving but uh, (laughs) yeah lots of driving but excited to get that first first trip under under my belt and especially at the courses that we're playing yes for sure you've played Banff before? I know you played Jasper because you love it. I haven't played Banff. No, I haven't ah. played Banff, and I haven't played Coyote Creek. So I'm pretty, pretty excited about uh, right. playing a couple new courses this year. Excellent. Yeah, and uh, we are booked in to play on Saturday on Mount Lorette and Sunday at Mount Kids. So it'll be a Kananaskis filled weekend for us. Just. And actually, I'm going to throw it out there here because I don't want to open this up to just like anybody that walks into Kananaskis. I have one spot open in each of my foursomes on Saturday Ooh. and on Sunday. We tee off at noon. So if there's a single that would like to come play Kananaskis with us, you're welcome to come out. Ooh, that's very Don't enticing. Not paying for you, but you can have <laughs> <laughs> And so on these magical mountain trips that we're doing, we're going to play a little Instagram tag, aren't we? Uh, yeah, as long as I actually remember to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and be on you as much as possible then. Uh, you might need to talk to my husband about that one. <laughs> okay, all right, done deal. Just kidding. Um, yeah, I'll have the baby in the cart with me, so I may be slightly distracted at times, but I will do my very best to be on the social media, on the Facebook, on the Instagram, on the Twitter, and I will 
do as, as good as I can. And that was Chip Shots brought to you by Callaway Golf. So, long weekend. Is it a long weekend in the States, though? Uh, yeah. ooh, that's a great question. I think so. Memorial Day or something like that? Yeah, I was going to say, it's Victoria Day for us. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. Probably. So, second major of the year. In May. Different time. Weird. This feels really weird. Is this one is usually in what, August? Uh, the, the P- yes, it was. And then we used to have the players in May. Yeah. God, this all feels so weird. PGA Former- Championship, though. Let's go. It's, ma- it's Majors Week. Let's get fired up about this it. This is like, I know, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it here. So this one, actually, last year, I was so excited because um, it was in August because it was after Tyler went to Palm Springs and played in this world junior event. And one of the kids that he was paired with on the final day, his dad is actually uh, the the head professional at Coronado golf course uh, in California. And he was invited to play in the PGA championship. So I was keeping track of him. He didn't make the cut. He didn't play very well on uh, Thursday or Friday, but it was really cool to kind of see this kid's dad in the PGA champion, like in, in a freaking major. And that, and that, that major last year was electric. Um, Brooks obviously winning, but uh, he defeated or kind of fended off a charging tiger. Um, they played at Belle Reeve uh, in St. Louis. I'm pretty sure it was. And the crowds looked wild. Um, and it just looked like a really good time. Uh, kind of an unknown course for me, but, this week, we are at kind of a, a staple, a classic, if you will, for a major as a major championship venue. Beth Page Black. Whew. Warning, this is an extremely difficult course. How many times are we going to see that picture over the course of the next six or seven days? Pretty amazing. So, 7,500 yards, par 70. Um, the big talk going coming into it too was it's you know we've moved the PJ Championship to May. It's also in New York. What's the weather going to be like? And I hate kind of talking about weather in regards to a major championship because it seems like it gets blown out of proportion a little bit. But today it was pretty cold for the uh, practice rounds. I saw the fellows out in their toques. Um, but it's supposed to be kind of a non-factor come the weekend. I think it's supposed to be pretty nice. But um, the course is still going to be incredibly tough. I think I read somewhere that in the last however many years of hosting PGA tour events um, and majors only one time has there been a double digit under par winner, which is incredibly insane. Yeah. Wow. I also, I also saw a funny, a funny tweet. I can't remember who it was, but he said uh, one of that, one of the pros uh, said, you know, I, I used to play this, this course all the time growing up on Tiger Woods, EA Sports Tiger Woods. So I think that's how I'm going to prep a little bit. Is that was Corey Connors. Oh, that was Corey Connors. Okay, yes. Nice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was going to say Corey, but I wasn't hundred percent sure. I didn't want to get it wrong, but, uh, yeah, he's going to bring out the old PlayStation or Xbox or whatever it was and, 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 <laughs> yeah. and play it that way. And I, you know what? I, I think that's the only way I can compete with these guys is, is I could, I could do, um, I could get around Beth Page Plaque on the old GameCube back in my back in my video gaming heyday. Well, nobody can can touch me on Tiger Woods on Xbox. I'll tell you that much. Whoa, that's a bold statement. <laughs> Listen, 
when Tyler was a baby, that whole year that I was home on maternity leave, <laughs> I kicked so many 12-year-olds' asses on that game. It was unbelievable. And they didn't believe that I was actually a girl. I was on Xbox Live. This is when, like, Xbox Live first came out, I know. Ah, uh, okay, all right. And then I was about to make my putt on 18, and I would finally unmute my microphone, and I'd be like, it actually is a, gu- a girl, you guys. And, like, oh, and then I'd make my putt what- cut off. <laughs> And that's when they quit because they're embarrassed and uh, they, they can't tell their friends that. But anyways, um, yeah, Beth Bates Black. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I personally think it's a complete toss-up. I mean, everyone's kind of been saying if you hit the ball long and you hit it in the fairway, you're going to stand uh, a pretty good chance of winning, which I definitely agree. 7,500 yards is a bit of a beast. Um, but 70 especially yeah exactly but I you know what I, I think it's totally up in the air we'll make some some picks later um I hope I hope you've been at least giving it a little bit of thought based on your history you know of struggling with these picks me, right like like we've been over this we've been over my anxiety we've been over my indecisiveness like, this is hard and I'm but probably gonna put two two picks in the pool that we've got going again I, anyways, I've, I've, you know how I feel about that strategy, but, um, anyways, moving on, uh, we had JT withdraw today, which was kind of sad. I, I'm slowly becoming more of a JT fan, but he withdrew to, to a wrist injury. Um, so no JT this week. Did you see, sorry, side note, um, that he was cooking for his mom for the first time yesterday. This could have been social. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it could definitely could have. It looked like he might not uh, have known what he was doing, which oh, that no, I, I can also he... relate to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm sad to not see JT there. He's usually good for some fireworks, but um, I guess I guess we'll have to lean on potentially Tiger making a making his first start and bringing the fireworks there. Yeah, and um, I mean he's still the favorite. Um, first, yeah, first start. First, yeah, yeah, first start since the Masters, and he's still a favorite. Yeah, kind of crazy. The Tiger effect, right? I guess so. Um, yeah, did you see how he was pulling up in his James Bond villain yacht a couple weeks I ago? I did not to see prep? that, but that sounds oh, amazing. Yeah, I think that's just t- Tiger's thing. If they're playing on the coast, is show up in his yacht so he can just I don't know strike more fear into people. Why not? It's all strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Is there anything else that we really need to kind of set the stage for, for with, with Beth Page and, and the PGA Championship? I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm very curious who you're picking, I have to say. Well, so like I, I did an article at the beginning of the year, you know, who my picks were for the majors, and I'm going to remain um, faithful to those picks that I made at the beginning of the season. And I don't mind my pick for the PGA Championship. Um, I'm going with uh, my number one most hated. I, I'm going with Dustin Johnson. Ooh. Didn't you just pick him like a couple weeks ago? You pick him a lot for a guy that you hate. I I did not pick him. No, I did not pick him. I don't know what you're thinking about. But, um, yeah, he's, he'd be making his first start since the RBC where he crashed and burned in, in his final round. So I think he had a nice little vacation getaway to clear his mind, and he's all ready to go. So that's why I like DJ. DJ. All right. Well, long, hopefully mm-hmm. straight. And mm-hmm. yeah, that seems like that seems like a smart pick. Okay. 
so now should we cue the Jeopardy music for while we wait for you to pick your uh, But can I pick selection? like three people? I don't know. We're, we're, we're in this exact same boat that we were in at the Masters. What is your gut? What, what's your gut saying? Who's, who's, your, who's your guy? I literally have three. I don't know. Because you had Ricky at the, at the Masters, right? So I love Ricky. And, I, and, and Ricky is one of the three that I have in my mind because I just mm-hmm. want Ricky to win a freaking major already. So Ricky is yeah. always going to be a pick of mine. But okay. he's he, with his lack of coming through, I need to pick an actual pick. So Ricky's always my side pick. Okay. And I, I'm going overseas. My other two guys are both... Uh, I don't even know that they're long enough, though, to to make this make any sense. But I'm so, looking at J Day and Oost- ooh, and Louis. You said and, and Louis. Louis, yeah, Louis Oosthuizen. Oost- I I don't know why. That's just that's my gut. That's I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. Okay. I'm not like huge huge fans of these guys. I don't know. The those are just the two that are like standing like out in my head. Those those a lot less painful than m- making your master's pick. <laughs> Well, because you actually allowed me to pick all three and Todd was making me pick only one. <laughs> uh, okay, then I'll put you on the hot seat. You have to pick a dark horse. Who's your dark horse? Well, I'd call my dark horse Oosthuizen because he's not even on any of these odds lists that I've looked at anyways. So okay, all we'll, right. we'll call him my dark horse and we'll call J-Day my pick. And okay, all right. I, I am okay with that. I, you, you've done very well this time around. <laughs> Thank you. So we have... Another online pool, though, that everyone can join, and I can put yep. two teams in again. <laughs> and well, you're the president, and you're kind of important, so I guess you kind of do whatever you want. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm only going to pick one team, but we do have another majors pool. Uh, make sure – it's I, I think I think I made it the exact same format as, as the one we just did. I, to be honest, kind of forget how I made the Masters one, but it should be very similar, if not the exact same, to what we did at the, at the Masters. Um, total score uh, under par for all your picks. Um, I think it's 12-guy team. Uh, and, yeah, whoever has the lowest score wins. Perfect. I look forward to beating you once again. Well, yeah, when you have two horses in the race, that's, that's pretty easy to do. So It was my first just... horse that got third place in the Masters, and my second horse still beat you, so... It's well. That's the thing. It's going to be a little bit embarrassing for you when we rediscuss this next Monday. And I, I have actually beaten both of your horses, and I only used <laughs> one team. So, we'll we'll reconvene on on Monday uh, after the tournament is done. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. But yeah, everyone, uh, head over. We'll post the link for you on the website and on all the social media. So, go and make your picks, and and maybe the ghost Justin Thomas who won our master's pool mm-hmm. back and, but he can't pick JT this time, obviously. Did, did we even figure out if he picked JT Justin Thomas? Actually, I didn't look. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even look. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if, if this is actually Justin Thomas filling out our pool or if this is, he's just a big fan of Justin Thomas or if this guy, his name is just Justin Thomas. So maybe if you Justin won, Thomas, if you're listening yeah, and you won yeah. our master's pool, please tell Help us, us out here. Are, Cause it doesn't yeah, exactly. tell us. All <laughs> right, you guys. Um, also we have uh, last week, we kind of added in at the last second, a junior segment. So uh, I mentioned that Tyler 
has not been the biggest fan of mom expecting him to write articles. <laughs> I okay. wonder why schools. Well, still, right. Well, and you, we kind of just went over his creative poem that he, he uh, <laughs> wrote for you. So maybe writing isn't Ty's thing or just yet. Anyways. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but he really wanted to start this junior segment and really wanted to get it going. So he has interviewed uh, a, a brother and sister pair who he met last summer at the drive chip and putt stuff. And they actually live just a little south of us. They're a part of our home course at Pine Hills in Rocky mountain house. Um, and they, they've, they've got a lot on the go for a 10 and 14 year old. So have a listen. We are here with sailor and Riker. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Um, when did you start golfing Riker? Um, I was about five years old, and I kind of golfed with my mom a couple holes every round, and then I really started competitively golfing when I was around 11 years old in McLennan Ross tournaments. Awesome. How about you, Sailor? Um, I started golfing when I was four, and I did the same thing. I would play a couple holes with my mom, and then I would... I started golfing competitively when I was nine. Awesome. Okay, we met at the Drive Trip and Putt Qualifiers last year in the States. How was that experience, and do you guys plan on doing that again this year, Sailor? Yeah, for sure. My experience was good. I qualified at the local qualifier and then the sub-regional, and I, I lost at the regional qualifier. How about you, Riker? Well, mine didn't go too good. I I, uh, <laughs> I went to the local in Montana and didn't get past that at all. So that's all right. We'll do better next but year. It's a good time. Yep. Are you gonna do it again? Yep, definitely. Awesome. Well, what other junior tournament series are you guys planning on playing this year, Riker? Well, we're gonna do a couple of the MJT tournaments and then the CGGA. And then the drive trip and putt again, obviously. And then we're going to end it off with the McLennan and Ross. Awesome. How about you, Sailor? Are you doing the same thing? Yeah, uh, we're doing the same thing. And we're also going to do an Optimist tournament. Awesome. Uh, we know you have an apparel company called Lefties. Can you tell, that, tell us how this all got started, Sailor? When we were little, we started making our own logo, logos for T-shirts and stuff. And we thought that we would be cool to start lefties. So around October 2018, we started thinking and we made a few things and we thought, wow, this is really cool. We should continue. And then we launched our website in January 2019. Uh, what kind of products do you have available, Riker? So we have hats and we have t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles. And then our newest um, apparel are going to be some golf shirts and socks. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, where can people get your apparel, Sailor? We have a website, www.lefties.ca. And we also sell it at our local golf course, Pine Hills Golf Club in uh, Rocky Mountain House. Alrighty, Awesome. Uh, where can people find you on social media? You can follow us on Instagram at lefties underscore the journey and on Facebook, lefties dash the journey. All right. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. 
yeah, yeah thanks for having thanks. us best luck this season guys you too all right well that was tyler talking with Riker and sailor uh talking about their experience in the tournaments and of course their lefties apparel brand um ryan i think you're gonna have to invest in a lefties hat or team lefty for life yeah yes and uh yeah support these little lefties on their journey We'll have to post all that stuff through social just so everyone and fellow lefties can can support their cause. Yes, for sure. All right. Well, I think that's all we've got for this week. Hey, Ryan? That's that's all. I would say stay tuned to the Instagram stories as we trek through the mountains this long weekend. And, and happy long weekend, everybody. I, um, enjoy the golf. Share with us where you're golfing, I'm sure. Well, the weather isn't super great for, for us. I'm, I don't know if it's any good anywhere else, but if you're on the course this long weekend, uh, tag us in your Instagram photos, your Facebook, what, your Twitter, whatever it is. We want to see where you're playing, and, and, we'll, uh, and we'll share it as well to our Golf Life Alberta community. Yes, please. So Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Golf Life AB, and of course on the website at golflifeab.com. We will see you next week. Have a safe and fun long weekend, guys. 